Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Garland of Crowns, A Celestial Journey. As most of you know that follow Gates of Zion Mobile, um, Aaron Smith, the senior pastor there, commissioned me last week to start a podcast on the Maseroth. The Maseroth is the constellations, when we find that in Job chapter 32, the very word Maseroth um, means the 12 signs. All right, um, so we're going to begin this celestial journey with um, some things that I know and I'm going to learn along with all of us. So, Um, My curiosity with the stars and planets has evolved over the years as Holy Spirit, whose Hebrew name is Ruach HaKodesh, has led me on a cosmic journey through the constellations. I like to call these constellations houses. In particular, our 12 main constellations, the 12 houses of Jacob, referencing the 12 tribes of Israel. This is where we will begin. In Romans 8, it tells us all creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. I have heard the deep groanings of our cosmos as the stars have been named and used by a system of man that is contrary to their scrolls that Yahweh wrote for them. They are waiting for us to engage them and call them by their real names, their original names, and recognize their original intent, their function. And this we shall do. Each week, we will begin with some history and talk about what I am discerning in the houses and their decans. All right, let's um, go over a little um, vernacular. (laughs) Decans are constellations, and they're assigned with the 12 major constellations. Each major constellation has three decans. There's a total of 36 decans and 12 major constellations making up our total of 48 ancient constellations. All right, let's um, first look at some scripture, our first mention of the stars and constellations and why these might even be important to the believer. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 18, And Yahweh said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from night. And let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made stars. Kind of sounds like a side note there, right? And God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. This was all on the fourth day. These are the fourth day lights, and that's a whole nother message. So let's stay on point here. Um, Also in Psalms chapter 8, verses 3 through 4, David saying, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? So good, right? 
Psalms um, 147 verse 4 says, He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. So when we see that they have a name that Yahweh called them, that the Babylonian system isn't using that original name. And that's what we're going to delve into in this podcast series, okay? Psalms 136 verse 9, The moon and stars to govern the night. His love endures forever. Seems kind of random. The the moon and the stars to govern the night and his love endures forever. Psalms 19 is beautiful. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim his handiwork. So good, right? Whoo! The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Ka, Rama, so good. I just get caught up in the scripture. It just is kind of so exciting, right? Um, it says they have a sound that goes forth. Day and night, their sound goes out. Some translation says their line goes out. But if you look at that original, it's their sound. Their frequency is going out day and night. They are speaking. They are talking. They are living entities. They are the illuminaries that Yahweh put in place. They are living beings. Woo, so good. Um... Psalms verse, uh, Psalms chapter 8, verse 3, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. Um, shoo! Let's see, what else? Oh, Matthew chapter 2, verse uh, 2. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. There were... The Magi, where we get um, the word magician, that came out of a, a dimension and a realm because they saw his star, whew, his light, that was calling forth and declaring. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each one of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength? Not one of them is missing. So good. Isaiah chapter 13 Verse 10, the stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. This was a sign that Isaiah was speaking of. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 19, and when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon and the stars, all the heavenly array, do not be enticed into bowing down to them and worshiping things the Lord your God has apportioned to all the nations under heaven. So we are not worshiping the stars. We are not working in the um, sin or witchcraft of astrology. We are recognizing that Yahweh created these luminaries, these stars, for um, signs for us. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 says, Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. 
Amos chapter 5 verse 8, He who made the Pleiades and Orion, who turns midnight into dawn and darkens day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out over the face of the land. The Lord Yahweh is his name. Ha! First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 41. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. The star and star differs from star in splendor. Is that amazing? Whew, so, so good. The most well-known star, of course, um, is um, occurs above the nativity scene of Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ, in Bethlehem, or Beth Lachem, the house of bread. The three wise men, the Magi, the three kings, follow this star to find the newborn king and bring him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The Bible mentions stars, the importance and relation to Yahweh, God, beyond just this story. I read to you Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. It speaks of the symbolism of stars saying, And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The stars were saying this. The stars, get this, the luminaries, the living beings said this. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the sky above. Just amazing mystery. Revelation chapter 6 verse 13 says, And the stars in the sky fell to the earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. Signs. Signs. Whoo. So good. So, um... I'm referencing a book um, by Francis Rolston, Maseroth, or The Constellations, that Ian Clayton had recommended to me um, years ago. And just a shout out to Ian Grant and Sam with the Foundation Nest. I am honored and privileged to work with them as the first year principal, as I am honored and privileged to be mentored by my apostle Aaron Smith and have worked um, with the gates of Zion as a prophet and oracle for 29 and a half years. So I've been around a long time, <laughs> just saying. All right, so let's um, look at what I'm talking about with the 12 major constellations. We know them in the Babylonian terms as Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. I'm going to cut this off at like 15 minutes, so these aren't going to be super long recordings that will just wear you out. All right, Aries um, is the Hebrew Gad, the tribe of Gad. Taurus is the bull, the tribe of Joseph or Ephraim. Gemini is the tribe of Benjamin, Benjamin. Cancer is the tribe of Issachar. Leo, the tribe of Judah. Virgo, the tribe of Zebulon. Libra and Simeon were under the same um, banner. Each of the tribes had a banner 
um, when they moved and when they camped. And Simeon and Levi were under Pisces. But I like to liken um, Libra, the scales, to Levi. Um, weighing, weighing and divided, or to the house of judges, um, the bait den, the house of judgment, um, which I refer to as the Pleiades, which I read one of the scriptures out of Amos about the Pleiades and Orion. Scorpio is the tribe of Dan, Sagittarius, the tribe of Asher, Capricorn, the tribe of Naphtali, and Aquarius, the tribe of Reuben, Pisces, I just mentioned, the tribe of Simeon and Levi. Um, Right now, the first um, constellation that we see in the sky when the sun is rising is Aries, the ram or the lamb coming forth. And how appropriate at this time of Passover, resurrection, when the sacrificial lamb who was slain for the sins of the world, Yeshua, was resurrected, so we see the Lamb rising on the eastern horizon every morning right now. And um, I'll talk more about this in the next podcast, but I think that that is plenty for today, um, that we can become familiar with what the Babylonian terms are. We we probably all know, but how they reference to the 12 tribes of Israel, the what I call the houses of Jacob, Jacob's son, the 12 tribes. So if you have questions, you can email the podcast um, email, which is referenced um, below. And um, it is crown... Ah, I can't remember what my email is. Here we go. Um, let me get to my paper. The Garland of Crowns, a celestial journey at gmail.com. I believe that is it, but I'll have it referenced in the email you're receiving. Um, we've created a list, um, the Garland of Crowns, because you are subscribed to the Gates of Zion. If you wish to be unsubscribed from this list, you can do so at the bottom, and you'll still be subscribed to Gates of Zion. Blessings to you all, and thank you for going on this excursion into the Maseroth. Shalom. Hi, and welcome to the Garland of Crowns, A Celestial Journey. I am your host, Teresa Bowen, and I would like to invite you on our expedition into the stars. This is a cosmic expedition into the mysteries of the Mazarot. Woo, exciting, yeah? All right, and my main study guide, in case any of you were wondering, is... The book Maseroth or the Constellations by Frances Rolston. And actually, this woman, Frances, wrote this book in the 1800s to bring glory back to the stars that Yahweh God the Father had created and to give them back their names that they were named by Adam, who, Enoch, and Seth, 
right? They created or invented the constellations after Yahweh created the stars. So let's look at the um, Hebrew Aleph Bayit and the constellations. Like what constellation is connected to the Hebrew alphabet? All right, so the Hebrew alphabet as connected with the constellations. A few ideas differently combined form all the objects of sense as the letters of the alphabet form words. That's from Berkeley Principles of Human Knowledge. Names are pictures of things, each letter having some resemblance to the thing named. Plato in Cratylus. The words given as names to the Hebrew alphabet may furnish examples, each letter contributing an idea and the name thus defining the object. Because if you know Hebrew, not know it, but Hebrew operates in function rather than form. Greek will describe the form where Hebrew describes the function. Example, hand. Hand picks up, grabs. It's a tool. Greek says hand. Five fingers, palm, you know, top of hand, you know, describes it. All right? So, um, there seems no natural reason for the order in which the letters of the alphabet are placed. The order still generally prevalent appears to be derived from the Hebrew. If this order were taken from the previously existing arrangements of the prophetic types in the constellations, a reason is presented, the names of the Hebrew letters, it will be seen, agree in significance with those of the constellations, of which names are descriptive epithets. They are the initials. All right. So, um, and that gives us reference one. The constellations were formally denoted by the Hebrew letters beyond 22 to 44 with two combined. After that, with three combined. And the letters were instead of animals. Okay. So most of the oriental alphabets are similarly arranged. That the ancient Arabic was so much, was so may be seen from the uh, numeral powers of the letters. The invention of letters is attributed to the family of Seth, which is Adam's son, by ancient Jewish and Arabic writers, um, as well as of the emblems of the sphere. And that gives us reference to reference to this. Um, to these authorities may be found in Dr. Gill's commentary on the scriptures. These meanings of the names of the letters generally agree with those in Gaffarelli Curious Lit, which is our was our first um, reference, who refers to, and I'm not sure how to say this, R-E-U-C-H-L-I-N, Ruchlin, and... Bellar Mine, B-E-L-L-A-R-M-I-N-E, also to Rabbi Kapol, mentioned by Southey, 
S-O-U-T-H-E-Y, as having written on the astral alphabet and said by Gaffarelli to have been the greatest Jewish astronomer. Whew, I don't know about you, but like I am ready to dig up some references from this guy, Gaffarelli. Yes, the greatest Jewish astronomer. All right, so let's look at this. Taurus, or Joseph, or Ephraim, is the Hebrew letter Aleph, which the Paleo-Hebrew looks like an ox, which Taurus the bull is an ox, right? So the Aleph. And we have a reference here um, in Psalms chapter 8, verse 7. So let's see if we can find that really quickly. And I can read that to you. You can tell I'm just kind of going on the fly, right? Ha! Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. Because this is what you would do, right, at home? So this makes it easier to follow than something just pre-programmed. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies. What? To silence the foe and the avenger. So that gives us the function of the ox, the function of Taurus or Joseph or Ephraim. From the youngest, (laughs) children and infants within the ox, the burden bearer, there is an establishment of a stronghold against Yahweh's enemies, which would be our enemies, to silence them. Whoa, that's so good. So good. And the ox to lead instead of the noun, which that doesn't seem like a noun to me, right? That's very much a Anyway, let's just move right along. Gemini, Benjamin, the twins, son of my right, uh, Jacob's youngest son, to his, um, his beloved Rachel, the only one born out of Jacob's captivity. Yay, the only one born in Jacob's freedom. How about that? Um, The Hebrew alphabet, Bayit, the house. Ha! The house, and we find that in um, the scripture reference for that is Genesis 7 1. I'm not going to go to every scripture because it would just take a long time, a lot more than the 10 or 15 minutes that I want to use this um, for. Genesis 7 1. All right, search. And the Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. So the house is that place of safety and protection for you and your whole family. Whoa, that's so good. All right, Cancer, which that's in our night sky tonight, and so is Gemini in our night sky tonight, and the moon is right there with them. Um is um, the tribe of Issachar, which in that letter is Gimel, which looks kind of like um, a camel walking. So Genesis 24, 11 is the scripture reference for that one. So since we're in Genesis, 
Let's take a look. 20, oop, that's 25, 24, 11, search. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. So Issachar, knowing times and seasons, so we see the reference where he was shrewd. This is um, Abraham's servant, Abimelech, who went to look for Isaac, a wife. So he took um, the camels to the well to um, get water at the time the women came because he was looking for Isaac, a wife. And so we remember the story of... um, Oh, I'm going blank here. Rebecca. Ah, I was thinking Rachel, but I was like, no, that's Jacob's wife. Um, Rebecca. And she came out and saw him with his camels and watered all of his camels. And I believe the reference is that he had 10 camels. So, you know, camels can go across a desert because they're filled with water. So she filled up 10 camels. Woo. So this is the function of Issachar, knowing the time where provision is met and how to find the connection that you're looking for. Whoa, that's rich. That's rich. Okay, let's do one more and then I will continue this another another day. Okay, Leo the lion. His letter is Dalet. That's the tribe of Judah because Judah is the door. Yeshua the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is our door, John 10, 10. And that is, his reference is Genesis 19, 6 for this door. So let's see what this looks like. 19 verse 6. Give us a a hint on its function. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him. Just a reference of a door. So we could pick any door for that matter. And um, a door is a portal in which for us to go through. A door is a secure and safety function to shut, like in our scripture reference, that we're protected from the outside. Ha! So good. So those are our first four Um, Ox and house, Aleph, Bayet, Gimel, Dalit. Ox, house, camel, door. So those are our functions right there for our first four. Okay? Whew, that's good. So we'll just stop right there because that is a lot of information for one podcast. And I will continue these with four more until we get all of them finished. So shalom and blessings.